Today on Happy Sad Confused, Evan Peters on his first Sundance, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and his collaborations with Ryan Murphy. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy Sad Confused, uh, the second edition from the Sundance Film Festival. Um, I'm here uh, catching a lot of great movies, catching up with um, uh, some of my favorite actors and filmmakers. Uh, that's the fun part about Sundance. It's like you walk the streets up and down and you just like, I bumped into Zoe Lister-Jones on the street the other day. Um, you know, you just, you bump into people uh, just like randomly. Um, they're all like kind of running around with different agendas, whether it's seeing movies or doing press and not to mention all the colleagues and writers and, and correspondents. It's, it's just kind of a fun get-together. So um, while I've been here at Sundance, my 12th Sundance Film Festival, if you can believe it, I barely can. Um, I've seen a bunch of movies. Uh, yesterday I caught a triple bill. Uh, one of the films uh, was American Animals, which is the this, the, the reason I'm talking to the, the guest here uh, on this edition of Happy Sad Confused. Um, American Animals, uh, for a little context, is a it's an ensemble film. It's kind of a, I would say it's a, it's a drama with a fair amount of comedy in it, too. It's from the director that did The Imposter, which was a very acclaimed uh, documentary a couple years ago. This is his first kind of, um, you know, fictional narrative, although it is, you know, based on a true story, just meaning at the first non-doc, I guess. Um, and it stars, uh, you know, Evan Peters, uh, Blake Jenner, um, oh, the guy whose name I will always mispronounce, but I love him. Um, Barry Keough, I want to say. He starred in Killing of a Sacred Deer in Dunkirk. He's such a, a great young actor. Uh, and Evan's kind of the ringleader of a group of four young men who are just kind of aimless and just kind of like looking for profundity in their boring lives and they decide to um, steal some rare books and uh, everything goes wrong. These guys are, are kind of idiots and don't know what they're doing and it's a, uh, it's an entertaining film. It's a, re- it's a really good piece of work and Evan in particular um, I want to talk to because A, because um, he, he's excellent in the film but also um, he's, he's just somebody I've, I've noticed a bit. You know, I, I, don't, I, I won't you know, claim to be an American horror story expert but I know people love him on that show, uh, I certainly love what he's done uh, in the X-Men movies. He did a, a very fun sketch that if you guys have not uh, caught, um, he did a sketch with me a few years back um, for X, the last X-Men movie. Uh, it was called X-Men Anonymous. So if you want to Google that one, X-Men Anonymous, uh, Josh Horowitz, you'll find um, a really fun sketch that uh, Evan Peters just killed it in. So ever since he did that, he's had my undying respect. Um, so yeah, this conversation um, w- was a lot of fun. I will um, mention a little disclaimer, and I apologize for this, but it's the nature of the beast when I'm recording these things in Sundance. This was in the middle of like one of these like lounge areas. <laughs> like the, the, to set the scene for you guys that haven't been to Sundance, up and down Main Street are all these kind of like the CNN lounge, the Lyft lounge, the Stella Artois lounge, all these sponsored kind of places where you know they bring the celebrities through, they take photos, they give them free shit, <laughs> and uh, and they uh, and they just kind of hang out. And they also do interviews in in those spaces. So this was done in the Grey Goose. Um, I don't know, lounge or whatever. Um, and it was a little, it was a little loud. It was crowded, particularly the first like 10 minutes, I would say of this conversation. It's going to be, it might be annoying. I apologize. Hopefully the mics did their job, but there definitely are people like kind of like hanging over us. So, um, apologies for that, but bear with us. It gets better. People leave, it gets quieter. And it's, uh, we actually got a decent chunk of time considering the insanity of Sundance. And by the way, it was Evan's birthday. How beautiful is that? So um, great to get to know Evan a, a, a little bit better. I, you know, I know um, 
you know, his, his uh, fiance, uh, Emma Roberts, uh, pretty well from, from interviewing her many times over the years, got a chance to catch up with her as well. Um, after I talked to Evan. So, um, you know, two guys that I'm big fans of. So very cool to talk to Evan about this new film, American animals that, um, uh, just premiered at the Sundance film festival, as well as, um, you know, I had to talk to him of course about, uh, the X-Men films and, uh, in particular his upcoming role in X-Men dark Phoenix. So he gave me a little, a little juicy, you know, bit of goodness on that one that I think you guys will probably enjoy. Um, so yes. So, and just to mention also for those of you that are curious about what I'm seeing here at the Sundance, um, uh, film festival. Um, I saw the new uh, Gus Van Sant movie last night. Um, don't worry. He won't get far by, uh, on foot. Um, which I thought was very good, which was, you know, I mean, Gus Van Sant is kind of hit or miss and this is definitely, I think more in the positive calm for him. It features an amazing performance by Joaquin Phoenix playing this real life cartoonist, uh, who, you know, became a paraplegic. Um, and it's a very powerful story involving, you know, he was an alcoholic, a 12 step program and also has Jonah Hill in a hell of a per, uh, supporting performance. And one of our favorites, Jack Black also was in that. Um, also what maybe my favorite film I've seen at Sundance so far is a, kind of an unlikely one. I mean, I was expecting to like it, but not as much as I did, um, was a movie called Juliet naked. So look out for that one. I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but it's, uh, directed by Jesse Peretz, uh, who did our idiot brother a couple years back. Um, and it stars Ethan Hawke and Rose Byrne and Chris O'Dowd. It's based on a Nick Hornby book. And it's just, a, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not going to change the world, but it's a very delightful kind of romantic comedy and everybody's very charming in it. And, uh, I was kind of charmed by it and it was a nice, you know, Sundance, you see a lot of dark, depressing stuff. It made me laugh a lot. And it was just like a fun, a hundred minutes at the, uh, at the movies here in Sundance. So that's at the top of my list right now, but I'm going to see a lot more films and I'll, I'll make some more recommendations. I'm sure as, uh, as, uh, the festival continues and as more, uh, podcasts pop up, I'm hoping to record at least one more podcast while I'm here. So, um, I'm going to toss it over to this conversation with Evan Peters. Again, apologies for the loudness, but, um, if you are so kind, remember review rate and subscribe on iTunes do us that favor and enjoy this conversation with Evan Peters. Now entering the podcast studio of the Grey Goose Lounge in Sundance. Oh wow, this is this is lovely. You've never heard my podcast introductions, Evan. That's no, how I do that's, it. That's beautiful. That's my podcast voice. Uh, do you have yeah. a podcast voice? Um, for relaxing times, try <laughs> Grey Goose times. <laughs> You're on brand. You're on message. Very good. Yeah. Um, apologies to the guys listening. Yes, there are people talking. We're in a bizarre Sundance lounge. It's the yeah. nature of the beast. This is yeah. what it is. Yep. Uh, is this where you imagine you'd be spending your birthday? Happy birthday, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank you. No, I keep forgetting that it's my birthday. Uh, no, I, it, I had no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm really grateful. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I've always wanted to come to Sundance. I've never been to Sundance. This is my first time. and It's snowing, and I love the snow, so... Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're getting the authentic Sundance experience. You're getting yeah. full-on major blizzard conditions. <laughs> yeah. A, uh, a beautiful, uh, you know, the women's march down down the street. Yeah. You've got all, all good mojo going yeah, on around great. here. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So you obviously have friends, acquaintances that have come to Sundance uh, before. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that it was something that you hoped to get to at some point. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, just first of all, because we have a little time here, I'm curious, like, growing up was, like, were you a film geek? Were you kind of, like, into, did you follow, like... Were you aware of what, even what the Sundance Film Festival was as a kid? No. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I, I mean, I've, 
I, I would. I, I love you know Tommy Boy and Dumb and Dumber and The Mask and you know uh, uh, cartoon all the Disney movies I would right. just watch. So and then growing up, uh, you know Forrest Gump was about as heavy as I got. Right. Tommy you Boy know, didn't get it into Sundance, sadly. No, it didn't, no unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until you know I was uh, 15 and then went out to LA and started acting that I realized that there was such a thing as Sundance and independent films and yeah. and uh, yeah, and then and then obviously it's it's grown. It's much different than when it started, from what I hear. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm so, very excited. So I was at, at your uh, big premiere yesterday. Congratulations on the movie. The movie's American Animals. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's it's. It's a cool film in many ways. I mean, you know, we'll tease up a little bit of what the storyline. It's based on a true story. Um, you know, the four principal characters in this mm-hmm. kind of crazy, bizarre heist gone really bad. <laughs> and right. not necessarily, you know, we're not talking about, like, the guys from Heat um, pulling off, like, the crime of the century. These are guys that are ill-equipped, right. to say the least. College students. Right. Yeah. Um, well, for, first, I'm just curious. Uh, did you see the movie before you got here? Was that, that uh, yeah? I got to see it on on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So still, I mean, I would think you've been to all manners of different kind of premieres and events for your films, but this one being your first Sundance, being the fact that they're the actual principals are going to be in the audience with yeah. you, is yeah. that like are you pretty chill about these kind of events, or were you going? Yeah, in with... I, I've not, look, I was just happy for that they were happy. That, well, I'd, right. I'd heard they saw the film before. I mean, they didn't see the final version, but they saw a version of it, and it's very similar to what it was. But they were very, you know, grateful and thankful, and and it explains why they did it. You know, Bart uh, Bart Layton, the director, you know, had a correspondence with them when they were in prison for quite a while, and got a lot of very uh, vulnerable, revealing letters that sort of told, you know, why they did it. Each one had their own reason, obviously, but it was, you know, this sort of unrest with the way that uh, the world is, you know, the sort of plan that, that you have to go through, and uh, at least for Warren. Um, and Warren's just this, you know, sort of crazy energy. He has all this energy and, 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 and his brain works in such a such a way that he sees no limits. Right. You know, so he looks past that and, and I think he just he channeled it into such a uh, <laughs> such a lost bad way. Yeah. You know, and it's really sad. And and I hate that they got seven years. You know, they were they were kids and they, they, they just they channeled it wrong and yes they did a bad thing and yes they hurt someone um, and it's obviously you know, reprimandable, but uh, but seven years felt like you know that's, a lot. that's it changes a life, especially in that, oh, that time in your life. Oh yeah, but you know they did get the transformative experience that they they got a movie, not out the of one it. that they hoped, <laughs> but they did get something yeah, um, that alters everything. But, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it was good to see it. I'm just it's you know I've been hanging out with Warren a lot and the other guys, and they're they're great guys, you know, and they've been telling stories of you know prison and and you know what it was like and and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really fascinating to talk with them because they're just these normal guys who threw themselves into this insane situation and just it it, it ended it ended tragically, unfortunately. Um, but I guess the story kind of folded in on itself, and now they're here at Sundance and in a weird way. How do you and, something and, like that, yeah. But it, I, I have to say, it is a cautionary tale. It's not glorifying, you know, doing heists at all. It's right. it's, it's it's about 
having this unrest and and sort of maybe channeling it into different areas. Like Warren was saying, you know, the movie's been cathartic. He said about BJ, you know, um, that you know she saw the film and it sort of helped her understand better why they did what they did. Yeah. And 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 Warren hearing that got relief. You know, he hasn't talked to her since this this all went down. I'm sure. and, and you yeah, know, yeah. I'm sure he wanted to apologize and say what happened and I was an idiot and I don't know what I was thinking and and so it was sort of a relief for him. You know, he's very emotional. This, yeah. whole, this whole thing's been very emotional and high anxiety and a lot of stress for them, I think. Yeah. And a very it's so vulnerable how much they've given. And the story uh, you know, everybody is 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 pouring out their heart and telling the truth and, and or their version of the truth <laughs> whatever that may be. Uh, so there, it, it's been um, it's been really cool to see it with them and have them. I, from the beginning, when I read the script, I loved the fact that Bart was going to include the actual footage of them. You know, because that to Had me he shot that already. Had he yeah, shot he shot that oh, first. God, so that's literally in the script. Like the, it was what in they the script. Yeah, and themselves. when I read it, and I was like, this is incredible. And, and you know, of course. I, when I would tell that to people, they'd be like, oh, I don't know how that's going to work. Right. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of love it because it adds a sort of gravitas to the situation. Yeah. You know, it makes it makes it real. It makes it, you know, you look at it and, and it adds an intensity. And when you watch the film, Bart has done, I was shocked at how well he did it. <laughs> you know, I thought, okay, maybe, you know, I don't no, know. It could go wrong. That can be a little hokey. Oh, my and God. Just, like, yeah. But he seamlessly wove it, and I'm very proud of to be a part of it and it's very cool how he did it because you know there's humor to it there's 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 intensity to it like when the, when you actually get to see them go through the heist you know there, there's just that much more intensity because you see that it is real and you see the real guys and their faces and, and how much they were invested in it so yeah. it's uh I, yeah long answer but no, it's been a very great a very cool experience to work with uh, to work with them in that regard what's what's cool also you know I think you guys talked about this a little bit after the screening and, and a little bit just now is it's relatable in, in, in a way where like we're all trying to find our place and 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 make ourselves feel like we aren't leading a boring life yeah, leading, right and just sort of like standing out and like that's uh, especially at that key age you know whatever age they were at that point um, I'm just curious like were you where you were at as a, as a teenager, as a young man, was acting a way to kind of like channel whatever unrest, whatever absolutely. restless spirit you had. Yes, absolutely. And I used that for the film because because that's I wanted to. We moved to Michigan from St. Louis, and I was there in the summer, and I was like, well, you know, my dad just sort of blew up the whole St. Louis world by having to move for this job. Right. So, like, our whole family, everything has been changed, and I didn't realize that it could be changed. And I thought, well, hell, if you move to Michigan, and we all move there, I would go, I want to be an actor. Like, maybe I can move to California, and we could do that, and right. maybe that's possible. I don't know. I always loved performing and, and, and in school and grade school plays and stuff like that but to actually do it was sort of this insane dream I, I, I don't know what I was thinking really but uh, <laughs> ignorance is bliss when you're that age yeah, I guess totally well that was the thing like I was totally naive and ignorant and just sort of went out there and, and, and tried to do it but uh but yeah, absolutely. It was it was definitely something to change and to do something different. And I really liked the idea of doing something different because I was I was sort of scared to 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 just do that. Yeah. And, and I always I thought you know well, life is very finite, and you want, I want to make the most of this short time that I have here. And I go, what's the best way that I can do that? And 
I love acting and I love movies and TV. I mean, uh, my schedule would revolve around watching my TV shows and you know, all the movies that were coming out and going to Blockbuster. I absolutely loved going to Blockbuster. <laughs> I think more than going to the actual theater. Right. So I miss um, that experience, don't you? Oh I mean, my God! It was it was one of my favorite things. It to was do. like and, yeah, I don't know about for you, but for me it would like it was a t- you know ostensibly a short trip would turn into just like an hour roaming up and down the aisles. And just <laughs> right. Sort of, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I need to rent four or five of these. (laughs) And it was like all that, like, you had it all, you were like, these are all the action films that I can watch. I have a plethora to choose from. Here's all the ones I want to watch. And you could sort of go down the aisle. And look, now I'm almost overwhelmed at what's on the internet and what I can download and stream and, and... it's terrifying, you know, and it's overwhelming. And I sit there paralyzed on Netflix and watch the goddamn screen for an hour trying to pick what I want. Well, and not to mention, I don't know about for you, I feel this like, you know, being, you know, we're on different sides of it, but like being someone that consumes and loves pop culture, like you feel like you hear everybody talking about the 15 TV shows you need to be watching. I've, right. like, I've created like lists for myself and I'm like... It's become a task when, yes. like, it should be a joy. It, yeah, that's the thing. They're like, have you seen? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? And and I'm like, no, I haven't seen it, because it takes 13 hours to watch yeah. that. And and you know, once I start that, then someone else throws another one at me, yeah. and it is overwhelming. It's become like a task. I have that same list. And what's funny is, is that when I'm sitting in front of the TV trying to figure out what to watch, I don't even go to that list. I try to pick something that's on right. the damn screen in front of me. <laughs> And then the list gets even longer. Yeah. So it's it, it has become completely overwhelming. But I guess I should look at it as now there's that much more to choose from. Approaches. Yeah. So what's the last thing you watched then? Having said that, you're staring at a blank Netflix screen. Um, Godless. Oh, let's see. That's on the list. <laughs> but I'm not even done with it. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 halfway through it, and I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Daniels is incredible in it, and. Uh, yeah, it's sort of beautiful to watch. Yeah, Scott I, Frank's an amazing writer. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it, yeah, it's interesting. I love Scoot McNary too. So yeah, he's yeah, awesome. just love him. So are you in the middle of the uh, the Ryan Murphy, latest Ryan Murphy? Uh, yes. joint in New York right now. Yeah, we just we we started the first two uh, in November, and then we go back in. Um, I'm not sure when yet, but I think maybe end of February, March. Um, for a good five months, and then we finish the rest. Nice. And this is Pose? Is Pose, that? yeah. So uh, Kate Myers, one of my favorite people. She's, she's incredible. She's the best. She's she's one of the strongest, most powerful, inspiring women I've ever worked with. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I feel so weak. <laughs> like she's like, she's so she's weak. Like, Dude, you got to grow some balls. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, cool. I should. Yeah, totally. So she's giving me a cool strength. Uh that I've never had before, so it's it's been cool to work I'm with. I'm talking her. about like uh, you know seeing, uh, finding a cool strength. I would imagine like this this ongoing collaboration with Ryan Murphy. Yeah, this is this guy who clearly sees in you all these different amazing manifestations. Must be such an an ego boost, an opportunity, just like to find a collaborator that can push you and give you opportunity in different ways. Yeah, I guess it is that. It's also I feel slightly. Underqualified in a weird like like it's overwhelming the 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 opportunities and 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 chances that he gives me and and I'm like I don't understand how or why you're doing that. and that's not like a false yeah. modesty thing I'm actually I feel overwhelmed uh, a lot of the time but you know it's cool because I can challenge myself to sort of rise to what he thinks or sort of expects of me which has been helpful in helping me grow and step outside of this box that. I would always love to live in, you know, so it's been 
it's been pretty amazing to have that. Um, it seems like, I mean, but, you were talking about American animals, I mean, doing some armchair psychology, like it seems like you're gravitating towards projects and people that are pushing you and pushing the form and like, like trying interesting shit out for well, lack that's, of a more articulate way I'll to put be it. honest, I mean, that's not something, that's just been by the grace of God. I mean, I, I, I wish I could, I mean, I, I'm so grateful to be able to say that, you know, but I, that's, I mean, that's just dumb luck. That's <laughs> just bit. dumb luck. I mean, being, being able to work with Ryan has been incredible, you know, so I've been able to, oh, it got very quiet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's just dumb luck. But but it is exactly what I've always wanted, you know. So in a weird way, I don't know if it's from wanting that and then it just sort of happened and some manifest destiny. But but I think rather just dumb luck. (laughs) Who was the who was the first celebrity you ever met? Do you remember? Or worked with, or uh, Louise Fletcher. Oh wow! Yeah, I did an, a short independent film, or not a short independent film, a small independent film uh, <laughs> was, with her. It was regulation length. It, it was 90, regulation 90 plus yeah. length. Uh, <laughs> called Clipping Adam, which was I had an awesome mullet in that. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was very cool. She played my grandmother, who helped raise me, yeah. um, and uh, lovely, lovely lady. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like um, having worked with the? A plethora of talent at this point, because you know we can call you a veteran. But at this point, you've been working for a bit. Do you still I don't know feel about veteran? Really? I, no, I do. I mean, I've been, you know, since I was 15. I'm 30. Well, 31 today. But I, I, uh, I feel, I feel still like I'm just, you know, my this is my first Sundance. Right. You so know what still, I mean? So it's still, it's a you're, slow, you're young enough, it's still a slow slope. You know, <laughs> it's a long, slow roll road uh, slope upwards. So that's what, good. What about the fact? I mean, it's a great ensemble, and I love all the guys in this. But you, are, you are the lead of the film, and that's a moment. That's an interesting. Like I don't know how many leading roles you've had in film. I, no, that's true. I mean, well, Clipping Adam was one, but I was okay. 15, <laughs> had no idea what I was doing, and then you know, uh, Pirates of Somalia, which you know. That was pretty recent. That was pr- pretty yeah, recent. Yeah. And then I feel like Horror Story last year was a great right. lead. And then um, and then this, which we actually shot before Horror Story last year. But this is, you know, this is a... But this is still an, an ensemble. It's, it's definitely the definitely. four guys. But, but, yeah. I, but they are, they, you know, they're giving me more chances and more opportunities and more scenes, which is, you know, more responsibility. But I, I you know, I want to... I, I, I'm learning. It's what's so cool and what's so frustrating at the same time uh, is that you know you shoot it and then it, has, it takes months right. before you can see it and you can critique it and go, well, I did, I did, oh, okay, that was okay, and you go, oof, that was not. You shouldn't have done that at all. That was <laughs> terrible. So, it's it's been a great, you know, it's been great to be in these lead roles because then I can watch it and see what I'm doing and what's working and what's not. And I, I have to say, I'm excited to to do more because I feel like I'm, I'm learning so much more and then giving myself yeah. uh, that room to grow has been uh, hugely beneficial and made me excited to work more and, and, and to work harder so uh, in the right areas so I can get rid of some areas that you know are not working anymore but uh, are, are there are there like habits or ticks that hab- you see oh yeah, that oh you yeah, are trying to break time. yeah definitely you yeah. One, one I should look out for and say oh there you, you know, go there Evan, he is Evan. there's the classic Evan Peters tick <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a little wink to camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to kill all of those, basically. So, which is great, you know. That's such a cool opportunity and experience to have that I'm I'm so grateful for. So I'm thankful for these 
direct you know Bart and 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 Ryan for continuing to give me opportunities to to be able to do that. So did, did cool. you did you uh, learn a lot from working on X Men Anonymous, the uh, uh, historic MTV sketch that we did? <laughs> I did, I did actually. Yeah, you committed. You wanted the wig. You I wanted it so bad. <laughs> So bad. That was a blast. Hopefully we can have some more fun on the next one. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about, um, so was the X-Men call, was getting that, that gig, was that a big moment? You talk oh, about being huge. on blockbusters and seeing that kind of stuff. That was huge. I loved the first X-Men when I was a kid and then the second one. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I got the call and then after, immediately after the call I jumped on the couch and I was just so excited to be able to be a part of these movies because I'd grown up and I, another thing, you know, I loved growing up with special effects movies. Yeah. I loved CGI so much because I was shocked and, and couldn't figure out how they did it, yep. you know, and, and once I figured it out, I loved watching the behind the scenes where it was all green and then you saw them painted in and I go, holy crap, look what they can do now. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, it just takes you that much further into the alternate reality that is movies and I, I was so excited by that and then when I found out I was going to be doing it doing doing Quicksilver I thought oh that's cool I'm going to be fast you know that's, that's great I, go, I have no idea how they're going to do that because I'm very slow but 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 they what they did was was pretty incredible. It was a genius idea where you know everybody's frozen and it was very Matrix almost. Totally. Uh, but but you know then I sort of move in real time and everybody's frozen and moving at a very slow speed and they shot on that phantom camera and everything was green screen and it, it just the way they did it I I, I had no idea it was going to be that way and I was shocked when I saw the final thing and I was also shocked at at the response that people had for it. People really... It was the standouts. It was like the people, one thing they had they, to talk about. They yeah. really, really liked it. And, and I was, again, uh, through dumb luck, got to be a part of that. Right. You know, I had no idea that that was going to be that. And, and I was very, again, grateful to be a part of something like that. So being like an effects geek, have you done performance capture yet? Is that something that you would want to... No, I would love to do performance capture. Andy Serkis was like... Oh, my God, those... Apes he's movies are unbelievable. He's the fact unbelievable. That the last two Apes movies in particular, I thought the first one was alright, but the last two that Matt Reeves has directed. Oh my god! Like when you, you watch can't it, see you're any, like, you don't see wait anything. a second. It's like <laughs> how is that ape actually doing that? Yeah. You know, it's it's shocking how good it is. Yeah. it's shocking, and it really, it really makes you excited and kind of giddy inside. You're yeah. like, this is really cool. Yeah, and I'm excited. You know, it's funny. I keep thinking about it, but I think, you know. They're going to eventually start making when virtual reality gets that way. Because I love what I love about special effects movies is that it takes you into that world, much like Avatar, or whatever you know. But I think, hopefully, you know, eventually there'll be some sort of movie where you can sort of live inside the movie like a video game. But then you have you know, Nicole Kidman acting in it, and like yeah. you know, you have a fantastic, almost like immersive theater, like totally. where you've you know, but it's a movie version or a video game version where you can choose your reality that you go through. Yeah, you know, yeah. You can, and. Uh, I don't know if you've been in any immersive theater, but there's like incredible actors who do not break character and make you feel like you are actually. We're a not part. talking about cheesy dinner theater. We're talking about no. Oh, this well, is like, like the. Like the um, this is like the I'm like, the like New York sleep one. no one more. The, yeah, and then and then there was a great one. There's a great Halloween one that I went to yeah. in, in L.A. where they like threw you in a van and no, drove totally. you around, put a bag <laughs> over your head, and all this insane stuff. But like the actors and actresses they were incredible in. because. Yeah. They did not break character, and you could say all sorts of stuff to them. And they'd be like, "All right, come with me," and then they'd put you in timeout or some sort of crazy thing. It was it was unbelievable, and I love that feeling of being able to live in some sort of alternate reality. It's why I love acting. Yeah. So uh, 
I hope one day that they do that. You know, I don't think they'll ever get rid of the art of cinema. No. You know, the screen and the sound. I think it's all added the at theater, this but, point. Yeah, there's going to be. But, but it is. We're at. If we're oh. talking in 20 years, it's going to. Oh my god. Gonna look oh, it's definitely going to happen because I. Different. I want that to happen. If nobody else is doing it, I'm sure James Cameron's going to do it before everybody. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I think it would be pretty genius. Sounds like you, you need to get you in a James Cameron movie. I think you'd be keeping out the entire I'm down time. for James Cameron. Have you ever met with him? No, God, no. No, I, I mean, I would love to. But That's amazing. No. Oh, man, it's genius. Um, how, was, how was Dark Phoenix to do? I mean, that, that group is a fun group. Did it's you, a great group. Did you Those... burn down Montreal? Did, 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 did McAvoy <laughs> yeah. kill anybody? They were just kicked out of Montreal for oh life. Oh, God. Um, no, it was actually very... Um, very tame, you know. Um, Simon uh, directed this one right. and uh, came in very prefer- uh, prepared, very professional, and everybody was, it was a different energy on set, and everything got done like clockwork, and it was very seamless, and everybody, I think, was a little bit more level-headed. So it was uh, um, a very pleasurable, light experience, and, and, and you know, uh, I think the film... Is going to be incredible. I hope, yeah. knock on wood, because it just, you know, Hans Zimmer scoring it. I mean, oh, it, he is. That. That's he is, I don't know if I was supposed to say that or not, but uh, anyway, it's, he's, it, you know, Simon has surrounded himself with incredible people, and Simon knows this world better than anybody. Yeah. Um, and so it was just cool to see him. He's like, you know, he's so happy and so uh, in his element in that world, and then also being able to direct and like sort of guide everybody in this way. Uh, I was. Very happy for him, and I think he's going to do. I think it's going to be great. Do you? I mean, you know, without making the subject too uncomfortable. I mean, the last two X Men films, you know, were obviously very important to your career. Yeah. You know, Helmed by Brian Singer, who's been going through some stuff. A and lot. There's, there's yeah. some major issues that obviously could continue to crop up for him. We'll see. But um, yeah. and you know, and I've heard stories. Not even talking about like stuff offset, but like that his sets can be a bit chaotic and have yeah. been. Um, yeah. There have got to be lessons learned for you uh, from going through those experiences. And also, um, I'm just curious, like, what your perspective is on having worked on those two with a filmmaker like him, who obviously is a great talent, but right. has some issues. I just too. think, yeah, I just think there's a level of, um, you know, this business is, is very chaotic in and of itself. And nothing is for certain. And everything is by chance. And, it, you know, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. And I think that it's very important to be prepared and be on time and be professional and to be respectful and I think it's so I think it's great what's happening now in the business I really do I, I have to say I think it's a good thing and I love strong women and I'll follow them anywhere I've, my mom's a very strong woman and I'm marrying a very strong woman right. you know I, I, I love them and I appreciate them and I, and, and I think they're better actors <laughs> I, honestly, I do, I, and, and I'm sure they're better directors. You know, I, I, I think. Why do you think that, you think just like more in touch, more willing to go so, to places? They're, they, they can communicate better. They're more in touch with their emotions. Yeah. They're smarter. They mature faster. It's a very long list of why women are better than men. Two cavemen talking to each other, like couch <laughs> right, in the yeah. Grey Goose suite, Stupid basically. Exactly. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, yeah, but but uh, so I think it's a great thing, and yeah. and and. Um, it just speaks, you know, I, I think it's just you're supposed to be respectful and professional right. because, you know, this business is so chaotic. It helps to have a little bit of stability and uh, confidence that, that things are going to be a certain way yes. when you get there on set. And that is uh, something that I hope stays and, and changes for the better and stays that way for mm-hmm. the rest of time. 
Um, talking a little bit uh, uh, in terms of, I know we're not going to re reveal too much plot-wise for Dark Phoenix, but just, just curious, like, well, two questions. Like, one is, uh, how are you and, and Magneto doing? How are you and Fassbender <laughs> doing? We're, we're good. You know, we're good. It's we're, a complicated uh, relationship. We're, we're, we're not, you know, quite speaking that much, but, uh, but I think we're... done we're, with the characters now or the you and Mike? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, both me and Mike, but, but no, I, I, the characters, I think that they're... I think they're fine. I think there there needs to be more talk, maybe a father son therapy sessions. But uh, but I think Smell they're, an MTV they're doing sketch, all right. Maybe. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, was there fun stuff for you to chew on this time? Do we get? I mean, like it, the, the, you were talking about the, the standout sequence in both the, the last two films. Like, mm -hmm. is there? Do you ha have to kind of up the ante and do another one? Is there that expectation, or did um, you? I hope I hope we do another one. I really do. Um, well, I would hope you know. I, I was I was um, I have no idea what's going to happen. To no, be I'm honest. Sorry, I, I, just but, to clarify, I meant the the the, the bravura sequence. Your 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 slow mo. Oh, fast sequence. is there another one of those? Yeah, did you oh, do um, uh, you have to see. Okay, okay. It's a very different movie. You know, it's a it's Simon's directing it, and he and he, he wrote a very different script, and it's uh, Dark Phoenix. Right. So it's it's she's very central. Sophie's very central to this movie, and and uh, it's going to be great for her. So yeah. I'm very excited for her. Um, and uh, did you get to spend any time with Chastain? She's pretty. She's no, I didn't. I I don't need, I don't think I got to meet her yet. <laughs> I, I know. I've, we've had, I've seen her before. And, and, Talk and about strong women that are just can do anything. She's the best. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. 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 Um, so, okay, got quiet for us again. Again. Um, <laughs> so, well, just talking, because I, I, I feel like I, I've keyed into you as, like, a legit film fan, which I love. Um, are you, like, what's, any, any films in the last year that you've loved? What have you been geeking uh, out on? I, so recently, so with just what's come out, I, I recently watched Call Me By Your Name, which I thought Amazing, was yeah. incredible. Um, Timothy Chalamet deserves an Oscar, I thought. I think he's incredible. Army was great. Um, it was directed beautifully. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a gorgeous film and made me feel like I was there, which was awesome. So um, I love that. And then uh, I saw Darkest Hour, which, wow. Yeah. Uh, maybe he deserves the Oscar. I, I mean, know. He's, he's, it's, that was... He does, he, by now, I, he I, should it, have five Oscars. He but. should have five Oscars. <laughs> but it, it was that transformation yeah. was unbelievable. And just to sort of live in that skin and, and, and how under pressure he was and vulnerable he was during that time was captured beautifully yeah. by Gary Oldman. So I, I, I mean, that was awesome. I love that performance. And I, that's one day I hope to aspire to be that kind of actor where you can sort of get in that skin. And another film that I watched was uh, The Phantom Thread, which love speaking that. of people oh, yeah. who get in skins, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, who, whose voice in that. I love. I mean, it's closer to his real voice, but right. it's still like it's almost like he's 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 sewing or something yeah. with his voice. It's so weird. <laughs> so, Maybe I'm looking too much into it, no, but that's yeah, what yeah. it felt like. And I was like, that was incredible. And I love the movie, and I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, it gets weird at the end. It does. So you got to bear. You got to bear that you with don't it. Expect. You're like, whoa, that was what? Okay. Yeah. What? But I was on board. I was like, I don't, I don't mind this. I love this kind of my short, stuff that's my going on. My hand on it has been. I think it's a. Uh, it's punch drunk love meets curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> a little War of the Roses in there too. It's pretty, pretty. Yeah, and that was it. Was just such a gorgeous film, and and I love Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, I, I mean everybody loves yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, but I but I just really it was nice to see him be closer to what I think 
is maybe him. Right. I'm not sure, but <laughs> <laughs> at least it seemed like he wasn't putting on, you know, yes. it wasn't American, you know, right. he didn't have a beard a or a mustache crazy or anything. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very cool to see him in that light. Yeah. And it made me want to rewatch some of his older films where he is sort of more. Before he started to get into the transformative the shoe cobbling. Yeah. His shoe cobbling, <laughs> yes, I know. But that's really cool. I love that he does that. Um, is that the and kind I of hope go- he doesn't retire. Oh God, me too. Or I hope he comes back out of retirement. So yeah. I guess he is retired now. But I guess so. But, he, but I don't know why, why he announced it. He like takes seven year breaks between films anyway. No one would have noticed. You're so- absolutely right. I know. <laughs> he could have said it in seven years when it was. Exactly. Know. But I think I you know he must just be a way of cleansing right. everything right in a weird way. So are you happy where, where you're at? I don't mean literally sitting in the Grey Goose Lounge on your birthday. I mean, <laughs> Very happy here. I can live here. <laughs> everyone's left too, by the way. Yeah, I feel like they've abandoned you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where's Evan? Um, no, but uh, in terms of like the opportunities that you're getting right now, I mean, we talked about you know getting to be kind of you know a lead in some things. Obviously, Ryan Murphy is going to sounds like he's going to cast you for life, uh, which is a good thing <laughs> to have in the back That's pocket. Awesome. Um, yeah. Like, what are you looking for or asking like team Evan Peters to look out for? Is there is there kind of a criteria right now? Oh, um, well, I think I think ultimately I want to. You know, it seems that when I. I don't know. Like, like this dumb luck thing keeps happening, but it's because I'm working with great directors and great producers and great storytellers. Yeah. You know, it's it's the story. They're picking the stories essentially, and I'm just being able to jump on board. Luckily, right. but you know, I, I ultimately I want to work with great people like that so I can learn more. I want to work with great actors and actresses and directors and writers because they know how to tell all the great stories and they know how to do it the right way and that's what I want to learn. I mean, obviously I love great stories and want to tell them but I don't know how to tell them. I don't know how to write them. I would love to. I I think I have great ideas but are they great ideas? I don't know. So I think I need to learn a little bit more from the people around me to get the confidence in order to put myself out there in that way. Ultimately, I would love to write and direct and tell stories of my own but I think at this stage I'm I'm just going to the... University of Hollywood, I guess. In some, nice. That sounds so lame, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, like, totally. Like, yeah, trying to learn from everybody around me. Well, no, that is, is that's the, the best thing for any artist, or probably most fields, is surround yourself with people that are better than you, and just sort of like, yeah, soak it up, and exactly. eventually you'll you'll rise to their level too. Hopefully, God, I hope, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you're well on your way, man. I, I always Thank enjoy you. talking to you, and I appreciate, um, you know, talking to a fellow film geek, clearly, and, and, <laughs> and a talented guy that is willing to do stupid sketches from now and then. Hopefully, we'll do another one soon. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, enjoy your birthday, man. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. 